Lion face, lemon face. Lion face, lemon face. Look good, feel good. <clears throat> Hello, greetings and good day. My name is Sav Chagrin, podcast industry megamind and president of the Podfix Network. I am also the genius behind the masterclass how to become an uber successful and enigmatically entertaining podcaster like all of the amazing members of the Podfix Network have done by listening to industry savant, Sav Chagrin. But you already know that, because we are starting week three of what our vice president of odds and ends is calling, the March Masterclass, when March Madness is so much more marketable. But I will talk with him later about that. Because in the end, if your show is not marketable, then how will you get great sponsors like Friendly Go Sleep Mats, Do Groom, or Box O'Meal? Or if you prefer more grassroots granola, a Patreon that Scrooge McDuck could swim in. Either way, to quote my friend Randy Moss, straight cash homie. That being said, listeners or sponsors or network executives won't get bewitched by your charming ways, unless you first love yourself. Take my network for example, the Podfix Network, artist owned and loved. And I'll be the first to admit, that is not something I can teach anyone. At the end of the month, you dear listener and viral podcast hopeful, will be provided the opportunity to learn all the lessons I can teach, just as our Podfix Nation has done. To receive your exclusive invite to this masterclass, one which I normally charge $1,000 per person, but you will get free of charge, make sure you subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you find the best podcasts in the world. Then, and this is important, make sure to rate and review our fine programming. Five stars will be fine, even though I assure you, you want to give it more. Five lucky go-getters will win Podfix Network prize packs including a mug, magnet, and stickers. Now without further ado, let's start to change your podcast life forever. Bill, thanks for taking some time to uh, watch that movie. Uh, again, we've got two really good movies. Derek, what are, uh, what are we closing out with? Are we going to go three for three on the <laughs> We just the might go movies? three for three, Keith. Uh, you sent me the 1984 uh, little-known movie called Brain Feelings. Now, this movie I w- did not know about, but I was excited once I saw the cast. Tom Hanks, very young Tom Hanks. Uh, Beverly D'Angelo, Ernest Borgnine, Betty White, Abe Vigoda. I was like, wow, these are big-time names in uh, a movie uh, that I was not ready to watch. It's kind of a comedy, kind of... Uh, a drama, some would call it a dramedy, maybe. Uh, Tom Hanks, him and his wife, played by Beverly D'Angelo, uh, they go to visit their uh, Tom Hanks's father, played by Ernest Borgnine, his mother, played by Betty White, uh, and their uh, like kooky neighbor, played by Abe Vigoda. Uh, anyway, they go to visit. Uh, it starts off at like Thanksgiving time. Uh, they're having dinner. Abe Vigoda's there for whatever reason because he's the kooky neighbor and he's got to say you know off color remarks. And off color remarks in 1984 were very off color. Uh, so anyway, so they're having dinner, being goofy, and then Ernest Borgnine announces that uh, well, <laughs> Ernest Borgnine, he's he's not playing Ernest Borgnine. He's playing Tom Hanks's dad. Uh, not Tom Hanks is not Mister Hanks, but. Uh, character Tom Hanks is Cliff and Ernest Borgnine plays Chet. Um, but Chet announces that uh, him and his wife are going to undergo a new procedure to make them younger, uh, which basically results in the uh, removal of their brain and putting it into uh, into a cyborg uh, body. 
uh, right? And Abe Vigoda hears this when well, Abe Vigoda, because he's not playing Abe Vigoda, he's playing a character uh, named Abe. And uh, so, <laughs> so Abe. Abe hears this, and he's jealous. He's all on board. He wants to be part of this, too. It's an expensive procedure. Tom Hanks is trying to talk him out of it. Beverly, Beverly, Beverly D'Angelo, uh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Cliff and Nancy, they're trying. They're discussing it. Nancy's like, well, maybe you should let him do it. He's your dad. You know, he's an adult. And Cliff's like, well, you know, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's Chet. He's my old man. He's, you know, he's crazy. He's crazy if he wants to do this. This is new technology. So anyway... They go and they do it. They get their brains put into younger versions of themselves, and they're all played by like uh, younger actors that ended up being nobody. I didn't even look up the names. Uh, so anyway, they're younger, and now Tom Hanks and Beverly D'Angelo are hanging out with his mom and dad and their kooky neighbor in younger bodies, and they're all like the same age doing same agey stuff, uh, you know, hanging out, uh, and then this is where it gets kind of dramatic. Beverly D'Angelo leaves Tom Hanks because Tom, well, I'm sorry, Nancy leaves Cliff because, you know, uh, all the stuff that's going on uh, because Cliff is really, really against this. He's weirded out by it. He hates it. His his dad's in a robot. His mom's in a robot. His kooky neighbor's in a robot. They don't like this. He's, he thinks it's wrong. Uh, and, and Nancy's like, you got to get over it. He, they eventually... He can't, so she leaves him to go off with Abe, who's in uh, the, the young man's robot body, uh, and then Tom has to reconcile his prejudices against people with, <laughs> against robots with human brains, uh, and then, like, his his dad, Chet, has a, has a very touching story for him, and Cliff's like, oh, okay, you know, whatever, uh, and at the end of the movie, you see uh, Tom Hanks, I'm sorry, uh, Cliff, contemplating putting his brain into an even younger body so he can like redo his young adulthood life, uh, and that was brain feelings. This was summer of, of 84, right? Summer of 84, yes. Yeah, it was most people consider the like the greatest summer of movies ever. One of them, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it it's a uh, there's so much good stuff that you're, it's easy to see how this one uh, people might not remember this one offhand, but once you once you get going, I mean it, these these characters are are all great. Um, it's easy to remember Cliff's name and 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 Nancy's name uh, all the time because they're, they're just such standout characters that. <laughs> Uh, you know these these actors are are portraying uh-huh. throughout this yeah, movie. Uh, it, they sure it's, are. It's great. Um, I was confused at the end though. Sure. So if they put if they put the brain into like a, a cyborg <laughs> or like an android type body, uh-huh. like a younger one, and so if if Cliff, yes, being played by Tom Hanks, if he goes and and he decides to. To, to put himself into like a like a twenty year old version of him to like make up. Well, he's like, he's in his twenties at this time, so he's like, he's like in his his mid to late twenties. Um, and he wants to go to like his like late teens, early twenties. Yes, that what, so he wants to redo it all. But but if you don't age, do you age at this point, or is it just <laughs> do you do you continue just to go on like sketchy technology? I don't know. I I guess uh, maybe you just are eternally that age 
I don't know. There wasn't a sequel, Keith, so I didn't follow up. Um, <laughs> I mean, all I know, you know is there was a scene where Tom Hanks and Ernest Borgnine are playing basketball. and Well, I'm sorry. Cliff and Chet are playing basketball, and Chet, as a young robot, who's still voiced by Ernest Borgnine. Um, so mm-hmm. there was like weird like sinking issues because this was 1984. They didn't go, couldn't go back and digitally like make the mouth move properly. So... That was kind of weird. I guess that's why they probably used like unknown actors uh, and people that didn't do anything because they didn't talk. None of them talked. Uh, like they just they talked, but they dubbed over the actors' voices. Anyway, uh, he, he, they're playing basketball and and Chet just dunks over Cliff, like dunks the soul out of him in uh, these. You know how they used to do those in the eighties movies, like goofy little basketball. Like he's like jumping over the rim almost uh, to dunk the basketball. And it was it, that was that was awesome. I love that part. And then when you know the one time that that Cliff gets by Chet, just for a quick second, then Abe comes in and just blocks it completely, <laughs> yeah. blocks the soul out of his shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. goes and off Chet the backboard. They give they give a little like that cool like up top high five, then hit hit again at the bottom of the at the bottom of the high five mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Uh, all while, all while Cliff is just looking up, and you know, and and you know, he's trying to get up, and then you know, he's looking for help, and Nancy's just like shakes her head and like kind of walks away. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, dur- during that whole time, and yeah, it's it, it, I could see why he would want to, but yeah, I, I'd love to know like in in this this universe that they created, if people did this thing, like were they permanently young forever? Did their brain eventually die, and that would be when the I don't know. Robot died. Like, what was the whole? Besides getting to have a younger body, what was the whole point? I think it was just um, to be young. When did Cocoon come out? Uh, that is early eighties as well. Does this predate yep. Cocoon? Or I think this predates post- Cocoon. Yeah. By the way, that movie holds up. I watched it like two years ago. Cocoon holds. I up. I have not seen Cocoon uh, since it was brand new. So Cocoon and- was nineteen eighty five. This this is like one of those uh, almost. Almost like sister movies, you know, where they like they're very similar uh, in nature. Uh, Cocoon came out in June of '85, so a whole year later. So Ron Howard either stole the idea from Brain <laughs> from the movie Brain, brain Feelings, <laughs> or um, yeah, or it's just a happy coincidence. Old people wanting to be young, and people that were old, but I say. Old in air quotes because they weren't all that old, really. Like, <laughs> it's weird how people viewed old back then. Uh, like, oh, you're fifty, mm. you're almost dead. Well, what a lot uh, of people don't know is Abe Vigoda has never not been old. I think he was born yeah. at exactly the same age that he died at. Yeah, well, he's 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 uh, not getting any older anymore, so he's he stopped <laughs> aging. I want to talk about the well, summer of '84 uh, real quick uh, because. Uh, Keith, you said this got lost in the shuffle. I have a really distinct memory of leaving the Temple of Doom. You guys ever leave a movie when you were a kid and then like sneak into another theater at the multiplex? Yeah. Uh, this was the movie no, I... I I've, I'm a person of very much movie integrity, and I've only, I think, maybe skipped into one extra movie in my entire life without purchasing uh, Me too, and it was this movie. It's, it's, it's a weird, it's a it's weird a, thing I have. Uh, but no, I did. I totally snuck into brain feelings. And uh, this was my first memory of seeing Tom Hanks in a movie. 
Uh, before that, I was just like, hey, it's the drunk uncle from Family Ties. But yep, drinking a bottle of vanilla. He's in a movie. And then mm-hmm. when we talk about like cocoon cribbing from this, like nothing in common, a later Tom Hanks movie where he's dealing with complex feelings with his dad. You have Big where he's changing his age. It's uh, I, I This was sort of the template for Tom Hanks movies for me. Uh, because it, of like every movie that came after that, I'm like, oh, this is just ripping off the 1984 classic Brain Feelings. And not the 1984 classic Splash. So Tom Hanks had two big movies that year, one being Splash in March, and then Brain Feelings in the summer, June that year. So so, so, so just looking at this really quick here, um, 19, uh, 1984... Uh, Revenge of the Nerds, mm-hmm. The Last Starfighter, mm-hmm. Muppets Take Manhattan, uh, The Bounty, uh-huh. Mel Gibson, uh, Sixteen Candles, Ghostbusters, Gremlins, Fire, Terminator, Firestarters, Yep, Indiana Jones. Uh, so Purple Purple Rain, mm-hmm. Bachelor Party, also the, Tom Hanks, Karate Kid, Nightmare mm-hmm. on Elm Street, Beverly Hills Cop, The Natural. There's lots of great nineteen top movies. Top Secret, yeah, oh, Spinal Tap, The Neverending right. Story, uh, Cry Kid, yeah. Red Dawn, the first one, really good. Uh huh. Oh, the Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. Brain feelings. So yeah, there's a yeah brain feelings. So a very very packed, uh, very very packed uh, time there for for movies and yeah, especially if Bachelor Party is out in that same is out in the same year and Splash. Oh, Bachelor Party I mean, was eighty four too. Yeah, yeah. He had a Tom Hanks had a big Tom, year. That was a big. That was the Tom Hanks essence. Yeah. <laughs> he started with that. He started with his own renaissance. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he he really laid the ground, the groundwork for for you know all of his uh, massive achievements later on his in his acting career, and it's all because of, of things like this, him playing Cliff, and and then there's Chet <laughs> and and Nancy. Uh, what what was the what was the mother's name? <laughs> Mom. Abe. Abe Abe was the neighbor, uh, named Abe. I do not remember what Betty White's character was. It was probably Betty. Everybody it just is. used their real their own name as their first name. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I mean, the, I'm I'm surprised I can't remember the, the mother's name because all the character names are very memorable uh, in this movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is another great one. But it, it leaves a lot of questions. And man, I would love to see. Uh, you know, I would love to have seen a sequel of, of this or, or just some kind of further understanding of like what's like supposed to happen. Because, again, Tom Hanks wanting to go back and like, relive <laughs> yeah, his, I, like, his, his late teens, early 20s. I don't when... think that's the story you want to follow, though. I think that's the sad end. It's like that's the Tom Hanks just says, well, if my dad can do it and be better, I can do it and be better. Or I can do it and re- erase this memory in some way or re- redo yeah, it. But his dad just went back to like you know his his late twenties and he's about the same age as Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks goes back to like being a teenager, <laughs> yeah, and never ages from there. It's never going to change. What if, what if Big is the sequel he's to stuck. this, and it's him Ooh, wishing yeah. to become an adult again? Oh, uh, maybe. Oh my God, that reframes that, everything. That's an interesting. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting universe there. <laughs> so so hold on. <laughs> Big is the boy is a robot. <laughs> With Tom Hanks' brain in yes. who then wishes to be big and then becomes big. Becomes a big and robot. And then reverts back into a robot at the end. Well, that's Ooh. why 
the wish is granted because he makes it on another machine. It's a magic machine. Oh, if he went to boy, a magic person, totally it wouldn't sense work. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why we didn't see this earlier. <laughs> oh, it's 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 all coming together there. It's all connected. I'm, I think this is a secret cinematic shared universe. Wow. They, I. You know what? We found a we found us an unofficial sequel to My Girl. Very easily, we could have found the un uh, maybe an unofficial prequel uh, to Big. Or Big is the unofficial feelings. sequel to to Brain Feelings. Mm. One of the two. Uh, Derek, how many brain feelings are you going to give this? Oh one? man, I give this someone so many brain feelings. Seven. Ooh, seven. All right. Out of how many? How many can you possibly have? Seven. Okay. So yeah, so we've had wow. we've had a seven out of seven, a five out of five, and a four out of five. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a big day for us, Keith. It is. It is. I I and, just love uh, seeing Ernest Borgnine as a younger adult. Eating oatmeal. I mean, there was a great breakfast scene, and I just I loved it. I thought it was great. I don't know why they were eating oatmeal and why I thought I loved it so much, but I just did. The movie was awesome. Seven out of seven. Yep. If, if you could see a movie with a uh, young Wilford Brimley eating oatmeal, that'd be the only that'd be <laughs> yeah. the only uh, thought, older I, person in a younger see, body eating the, oatmeal. Cocoon totally rips off this movie. That's why. They do. They do. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, a Vagoda was never a young person. I, I don't think Wilfred Brimley has ever been a young person either. <laughs> no, he's <laughs> he's so, it's true. Been the same age for his he's like this, forty years. Not like a not like a Benjamin Button thing where he ages in reverse either. He's just this one eternally age yes. forever. Yeah, eternally mm-hmm. sixty two. That's my guess. Do you guys think right. this movie could also be an unofficial sequel to The Godfather, where a Vagoda goes off presumably to be killed at the end of the godfather maybe he mm-hmm. entered the witness protection program mm-hmm. and then like this is the next step from that is to be put in an even younger body what to be if even better at the end of the godfather he goes off and his brain gets put into a robot who is now who looks just like a who <laughs> looks exactly the same <laughs> he got a doppelganger <laughs> robot put the brain in there and then uh, oh yeah because so he goes and he gets his brain put in one that looks exactly like him, and then when he's hearing uh, he's hearing Chet and and Ma or, or Betty uh, talking this over, he's like, "Wow, they've improved the process. Now I could actually be younger." Yeah, and he wants in yeah. on it. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, no more lateral moves. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got I got to do it right now. Yeah, that could be it. Yeah, very, very possible. Mm-hmm. Very possible. That yep. means Big is also a sequel to The Godfather. Oh my God, mm-hmm. this is getting huge. It is. Mm-hmm. We've we've cracked yep. we've cracked the case, boys. Yeah, no need to watch Godfather three when you can watch. <laughs> That's these exactly other right. Yeah, you can just skip right over that one and go right to, to uh, brain right to feelings. Brain, <laughs> brain feelings and Big. I tell you what, it you know, in in you know, because we used to do we used to do a little film festival type you know drafts and stuff on this way back in the day bachelor party brain feelings splash uh like little mini festival like on a like on a rainy sunday like a lazy rainy sunday that that's a good hanks marathon right there yeah that's a summer of 84 marathon yeah Yeah. i mean you could do that with a lot of you could do that with a lot of hanks movies and, and come up with a nice afternoon but just focusing on on his early career uh perfect perfect 
Agreed. I was going to tell him how to get in touch with us if he wants to come on and comment about brain feelings, but <laughs> you just... <laughs> I think I'll, I'll, you know... Just cram go, that go, go email our, into our you know tight go little inbox. <laughs> <laughs> well, he likes to use a typewriter, so he might actually mail something. Oh, ooh. Um, uh, yeah, he can send us a package. <laughs> Keep going. Go ahead. No. Where I mean, that's, it? A, that's yeah. it right there. Or, you know what, you can just go on Instagram, take a picture of yourself holding up a sign that says you'd like to come out to the show, uh, and that'll work as well. Oh, why would you do that? That's just ridiculous. Because I'm not going to go down the other little rabbit hole of uh, <laughs> of Twitter and email anymore. Okay. All these nice, easy ways for people to get in touch with us, Derek, and you've made it sound so dirty this time around. I need to, I need to spark interest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sex sells, Keith. Right. That's fine to do it to regular people, <laughs> but to American treasure Tom Hanks, it is just, uh, it's disgraceful. Yeah, I, I apologize to the Hanks family. I'm just kidding. Keep going. On behalf. All right. You know, just, I'm going to stop. I was going to tell him to shoot his <laughs> mail all over us. <laughs> onto our eager faces. Gives a whole new meaning to you got mail. That's actually one Tom Hanks movie I really don't enjoy. It's not great. But look, he's done a lot of great things. You get you get a flub every now and then. So He's earned that. It, you know what? We do a lot of great things here. And this there's no flubs this episode. This was right uh right on point. Three great movies. If you want to check them out again, uh a, the potential Wes Anderson uh, stop motion movie Spare Sixteen. Uh we also saw the Invincible Gentleman the 1978 kind of grindhouse action uh, movie about wrestling robots uh, who fall in love with the same lady. Yeah, yeah, the weird love triangle, yeah. And finally, uh, the 1984, uh, where Tom Hanks plays Cliff. <laughs> there he is, <goes>, Nancy. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Keith. Oh, man. <clears throat> All right. Uh, brain feelings. Phil Rude, uh, thank you, sir, for uh, taking some time out. Oh, thank you. Of uh, of your, your busy truck driving and, and drawing schedule. Oh, this was great. I, I really appreciate it, guys. This is a lot of fun. No, we had, uh, we had uh, a very good time. I, uh, you know, I'm glad you're able to uh, find time to watch uh, all three movies as well. Why don't you go ahead and uh, you know give a quick plug for anything uh, where people can find uh, any of your uh, your artwork or anything like that, and um, you know how they can get in touch with you. Uh, yeah, philrude.com is pretty much the hub for all that. You can get all my social media outlets. Uh, Instagram's probably where I'm at the most, uh, and you can see just basically anything I'm working on there. You can get to my store from there. You can get to uh, uh, my email, all that stuff, philrood.com, P-H-I-L-R-O-O-D. You can slide into his DMs. Slide on in. Not you, Derek. Well, again, thank you very much. Uh, (laughs) Thank you very much. Uh, We had a great time having you on the show. For sure. It was fun. I'd I'd love to watch these movies. Uh, I wouldn't have watched these movies any other time, so I, I really appreciate it. You guys give me that opportunity. 
Well, that's what we like to do. We like to uh, you know, people people forget about it. There's a lot of movies nowadays. It's hard to ever get time to go back. Derek rarely ever goes back and watches something uh, if he's missed Never. it. Never. And this is a good way. This is a good way for him to to get a chance to do that. Uh, Derek, I would also like to thank you this week. Yes, uh, you know for for doing the things you do here, man. <laughs> you, you come on here and and uh, you, you you risk getting stuck in the phantom zone just to be on here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I know you're you're a super busy guy. I am. And, uh, I just I like the fact that you, you're here every week, and uh, and and you and you bring your A game. Uh, yeah. Oh man, the, it, it, that's my middle name, A game. And uh, yeah, no, Keith. Uh, full disclosure: I just had to take the mic off of mute recently because I I had to compose myself because I couldn't stop laughing for some unknown reason. <laughs> um, so, yeah, a game brought brung it. That's what I do. Um, and if you're in the Milwaukee area, come on down to a game. It's my new game store, um, specializing in uh, <laughs> in in tantric. Uh, <laughs> games, uh, games to prolong your sex life. Hmm. There you go. I don't. Tantric was the first word that came to my head, so I'm rolling with it. Um, a game, not 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 anything catchy. Just a game. Come on down to it. Hey, uh, do you guys have that? Um, I sting. I do with you made games. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and uh, he's here every day. Sting is a permanent resident. He's actually my biggest financial backer to a game. Uh, Sting is here. He often <laughs> it's often playing acoustic songs. He's there um, every day for four hours. To, yes, uh, <laughs> he 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 never he he never gets he never gets. The, what he wants out of the day. It's always always building up to something, and you're just like, "Come on, Sting, you know, get get over with." And he just keeps singing the same song, you know, ad nauseum, and it never ends. But yeah, he's there. And we also do grilled cheeses. Um, so get a grilled cheese and play it. Participate in some games. Um, listen. <laughs> And listen to Sting, all at my A game. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, yep. Oh, and uh, yeah, we're we're on Twitter at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing ever. Uh, we're on Twitter at A game tantric sex store, <laughs> and then <laughs> also. <laughs> <laughs> also at uh, www. Uh, uh, <laughs> I can't do it. Just go on. Oh. www. <laughs> have a grilled cheese and have sex with sting.com. <laughs> Man, I'm having a real tough time. Keith, this is your fault. It's all your fault, Keith. I'm so, I'm sorry that the movie had just terrible names, Cliff and Chet. But man, this is this is you've done this to me. Uh, anyway, yeah, www. Have a grilled cheese and and have sex with Sting.com.
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to leave it there. <laughs> I had a follow-up question, but... I I won't I won't get through it. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, I, um, check out Derek on Twitter and also the website. And uh, Derek, right? If they mention uh, the podcast, uh, they get like ten percent off. <laughs> or is the free cheese, uh, free grilled cheese? I know you flip back and forth. You, you get you get a free side with a cheese sandwich, and then. Um... Yeah, so you get 10% more <laughs> tantric love with Sting. Is, is, are, are, are the, since you're hanging out with him four hours a day, are the rumors true that he's, uh, that he's, he's probably making a deck building game for the, uh, model of the tantric sex game? Yes, that is very true. Um, he is doing that. Yeah. I, I, well, I hang out with him. He, I mean, he's there all the time. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, if I'm lucky, it's it's only four hours because I'll leave. You know, it's like this thing I gotta go. Uh, but yeah, you know, you can you can uh, you can play his prototype uh, tantric deck building game. <laughs> um, he's always looking for input. Yep, <clears throat> um, yep. uh, yeah, you know, right. there it is. All right, excellent. <laughs> uh, okay. <clears throat> Season 3 of the Pop-Up Filmcast is a weekly podcast. New episodes every Tuesday, alternating between movie reviews, like these uh, lovely ones we did today, and our new mini-episodes where uh, currently we are reviewing uh, the TV show called The Crooked Pendulum. We actually finished the official season 1 of that, but uh, next week we'll be covering the... Or actually, Oh, no, actually, at this, let me redo that. I gotta think about when these things air. You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at Podfix on Twitter, official underscore Podfix on Instagram, at Podfix Network on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved. Did you know that the Podfix Network, home of Pop-Up Filmcast, Fish Nerds, Always Never Write, and more, has its own network podcast? Go wherever fine podcasts are found and look for Podfix Presents. Network highlights, interviews, roundtables, and more, all showcasing the eclectic depth of Podfix talent. So, subscribe today. Podfix Presents on your podcast app of choice. And check us out at www.podfixnetwork.com, at Podfix on Twitter, and official underscore Podfix on the gram. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved.